Hit it. Hey, how you doing? Hey, where you been? Three girls talking about a lot of love and sin. And there's someone sitting next to us. Who that freaking man? It's ooh, oh, oh. It's Keith. <laughs> Welcome to Three Girls, One Keith, the podcast where we podcast. I'm Amy Schumer. I'm Bridget Everett. I'm Rachel Pasta. And I'm Keith Robinson. Ooh, very laid back. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> We're doing this right now from my apartment on the Upper West Side, uh, which is cool. I'm personally not wearing a bra. Neither is Keith. Oh. Um, so the reason we're doing a podcast is because we figured out that we could make money from doing it. <laughs> but also we thought... We'll get to hang out. We get to know each other. Get to know each other, even though we are best friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know Keith that well. I know okay. Keith. I know that he's, uh, you know, he's a handsome, attractive. That's what I'm talking about. See, they can't oh, see. Baby, now you start. All right, I they like can't that. see. So All we right. have to... opener, not a closer. He is. That in mind. What? So, <laughs> oh my God. Really, the goal of this podcast is to take Keith down, like just get him, <laughs> wipe him right off the map. I'll take myself down. Don't yes, worry about yes, it. Yes, you will. I'm um, going to be Keith's advocate, I think. Wow, you. I think you are, too. You're going to be Keith's only advocate. What do you think? Are you excited to be here or what? Yeah, let's make yeah. some mistakes. I'm down. Yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm not excited, but I'm, uh, it's okay. <laughs> I started to lie and go, ooh, he, no. No, you're not excited? Absolutely not. See, I don't believe you. I can feel a real joy <laughs> coming from you. You look great. You got a nice jacket on, Keith. Yeah, you look good. Jacket, you know. You look I'm, good. I'm dressing he, better for radio. He feels we should be doing this in his waterbed in Philly. I, don't I have knew a damn you had a waterbed. Water I don't have a waterbed. I know you do. I You're knew lying. It. <laughs> you have to rely on the actual motion of the ocean. <laughs> um, guys, okay. What do you think? What about if we talk about love today? Yeah. Love. I've been in love with with men and said like I'm in love with you, and that saying you're in love gets confused with saying. I love you because I don't think, I think you can be in love and not love the person. Huh? Like I've been in love with people and you're just infatuated with them. And it's those feelings of like, Oh my God, I, yeah. all I can think about is this person. I can't wait to see them again. Well, why mention love then? What do you mean? In you love. You say you're in love. Right. What's the difference between in love and love? Well, love is, I'm like, I love you. Like I would, yeah, I, I really care about real. you. Love is real. Love yeah. is the ca- act so of caring. So in love is not real? In well, love is a feeling that passes, I think, usually. Yeah. I mean, I think in love is temporary. What do you guys think? Anybody that's really old and is just like, we're so in love. Anybody that declares how they just are so actively in love, I'm like, eh, nonsense. I call <laughs> yeah. nonsense. At the same time, it's not negative because I believe that what they, what people have, like when they're really together and care about each other is much more decent and deep. It's like they really love each other. It's not like when he walks in, you know, uh, your 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 heart is pounding. It's not right. like when you're changing your husband's bladder device. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I oh still get butterflies, right? <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. I think relationships they evolve, and that's realistic. And if you think you're gonna always be in love like you were in the first couple months, then you're setting yourself up for heartbreak and disappointment. But you, yeah. Keith, you seem like you don't buy it. No, I don't buy it. I think that, and, and Bridget don't buy it either. She's, you don't know how I feel. I, I'm yeah. looking at your eyes. You're projecting. I can look at your eyes. You stay out of her eye line. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think, you know, you can be in love and love the person. Yeah, I think agreed, it's, agreed, it's, agreed. It's, it's on the same playing field. But I think you can you can be in love and love a person, but don't you think you can be in love with someone without actually loving them? No. Yeah, I disagree. I, I don't believe that. I think you guys are conflating infatuation with love. Okay, I think you don't know what conflating means. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What do you think? No, infatuation is different right. than being in love. Infatuation, you like got a feeling at that moment, like, oh, yeah. mm, and that, that fades away. Right. But love is a long and lasting thing. But what about being in love? In love is the same thing. You're still in love. You just it's just like certain things that, you know, you're getting used to it and all that, but you're still in love. I guess it's just totally semantics because and can you tell him what semantics means? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's like, you know, in um in college we would say, Oh, I hooked up with that guy. And what that meant was sex. But to someone else, hooking up just means like making out. So I think yeah. it's really just, I don't know, but I've been in love where I'm not like ready to put you in my will. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's this funny like early phase in a relationship where you just start seeing each other. And it's like, when I go to his funeral at this point, and at what point would you speak at someone's <laughs> funeral? Like, and I would joke with Chris about that when we started dating. I was like, you still couldn't go to my funeral at this point. You know, <laughs> even though we were like falling in love. Um, I think about it in terms of that. Would I want to push your wheelchair? Would you push my wheelchair? And that's love to me. <laughs> oh, Kevin, our producer, um, my like partner and everything, uh, is laughing. Can I take a poll? Yeah, take a poll. All right, because there was zero confidence, I want to ask everyone, did Keith use the word conflate correctly? Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh oh. He said you were conflating the idea of love and infatuation. Okay. Um, I think that he used it incorrectly. Incorrectly. I think he used it correctly. I think he used it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think? Uh, no, I use it correctly. Okay. <laughs> I truly would bet my life it's not correct. Amy has absolutely no. I have no, no confidence com in you. No, because I've been because I've been right every time that you that I call you out. He definitely used it correctly. Damn. <laughs> Conflate. Tell, tell us what it means, Kev. To combine two or more text, ideas, etc., into one. Wow. Huh? Okay. What are you talking about? All right. Baby. Thank you, Rachel. You, you believe I feel me. it. You're fine now. <laughs> I feel you, it. You're I'm happy for you, and I feel, I mean, I'm sorry, and if I were to conflate sorry with <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> I do have that, I, I do have a fear. Definitely that as soon as I'm just mangled and heinous that, you know, no one's going to want to deal with any of that. So I do have that active fear. I'll be there, Rich. Thank you. When I'm mangled, that means a lot. <laughs> when you're mangled, oh, you oh, got to go. <laughs> Listen, when, Rach, when we Thelma and Louise right off a mountain, <laughs> and I'm thinking this is in the next six months, I think also it's like. I mean, because at first it's so sexy and you're like always in good lighting. And, yeah. And then you get to that point of like real life shit and you test it. You give it th that chance to see if you can cross over from the infatuation because that, that infatuation period of is not sustainable and it's exhausting. Like someone like me who loathes makeup and heels and a bra, <laughs> I really don't have the patience for it. So yeah. It's like you just have to risk it. And that is a scary time And because you're like, can we cross over or is this just this thing? But And that's what's tough, I think, letting those relationships just kind of fizzle out that you know 
like this, this should just be a six month thing. I usually like to stay in things for, for two to four years. That should have been six months. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to give it that goes, shot. Yeah, everybody goes longer than what they should go. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, you know, when y'all talk about your fears though, mm-hmm. is what your fears are. You're telling us what your fears are, <laughs> right. but it is not exactly the reality of the situation. Like Rachel's fear of being mangled and all that stuff. <laughs> It's kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, everybody's going to fall uh, or not like something about you as you go along. Yeah. My grandmother hated the way my grandfather ate cereal. <laughs> That's How every did he day. Eat it? How did he eat it? <laughs> but he ate it slobber. Oh, my but God. But she still loved him. You don't like have to like everything about your mate when you're with him. And you're right. not. You're going to hate each other, hate stuff about each other yeah. as you go along anyway. I just feel like <laughs> my my little heart is like trapped in a panic room from like when I was like little. And my, yeah. we used to, my mom and I used to go stalk my dad and we would sit outside of his place. And like, and you just, if that's with like, like the, his new family or his new girl or yeah, what? Yeah, with like his, you know, secretary or girlfriend, whoever yeah. it was. And like, you know, crawl up in the windows and looking and stuff. And like, I'm remember like one time we were down at his office and like his law partner came around the corner and was like, Freddie, get out of the bushes. Oh, and, like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I just, I guess, um, so I live in a place of fear. Like you're talking about, you talk about your fears. I just like, I'm, I'm like, I'm paralyzed by those fears. And I really feel like literally on a first date, I could be having a great time drinking a little too much. And then at once when I drink, I start to sweat and I'm like, Oh my God, it's, it's already over before we even, you know, got to, but see the know? person that, um, <laughs> Um, the, the, the person that you, you what's you, the whistle? So that's sex, Keith. Come that's on. the noise that we make you sex. Because we have the tightest little pussies in the world. Yeah, that's right. Um, I know, but I think that you set up sort of how you're going to be for your life based on like those early relationships. I think, like when you're like thir- 14, 15. That explains it. <laughs> I think so. I, I mean, have you guys experienced major unrequited love? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we call it stalking. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Is there a record attached to this love? You know, I've been really hurt a bunch of times yeah. too, and I also witnessed behavior from my mom that I wasn't super proud of. Yeah. But the thing is, we are all gonna die, and yeah. so even those loves where they broke your heart, I don't regret making those memories. It just seems worth it as long as they don't like give you. Diseases. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't have any relationships that I regret. Even like my abusive one, or you know, the ones I'm really not proud of. Uh, I I don't regret them, honestly. That's good. What about do you guys? Do you have any re- that you regret? Well, this one girl, Tina. Fucking Tina. That bitch. No, <laughs> Tina, you bitch. What one happened? girl, Tina. Well, she she had a guy next door she was sleeping with. Oh. So every time. She was cheating on you. Yeah. Okay. But uh, every time she, you know, I was sleeping in bed, and every time the guy would knock on the wall, give a little boom, 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 <laughs> and that means get rid of that he motherfucker. Had a code yeah. When he wanted you to be swiftly removed <laughs> so he could come <laughs> in oh, and just quickly grab her. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't keep cleaned out. I see the guy basically next door and you know in a screen door he's putting on a con. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, what did she say to you when she told you to live? like she what? She pick any reason to get me out, but I'm out. Like she wake me up. 
Like, uh, you sleep like you got an attitude. What? I got an attitude. Yes, you did. I was looking at you. What the fuck are you talking Sleeping about? with an attitude. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. After a while, I start to learn. I'm like, all right, I'm going. Yeah, what'd you learn from that? Do you remember anything that you learned? <laughs> Listen to the signals. <laughs> he learned to become a serial cheater himself for the rest no, of his exactly. days. No, but exactly. See, it's one of those yeah. early relationships. And then you took that and you turned it. And then, and then since then, you've ruined many women's lives. No, I used to be a sweet fella. You know, until I used to be what a nice age? guy. When were you was, nice until? I was nice into like 22. Okay. 1922. But I, was <laughs> nice, but I was a nice guy. I was doing everything. A woman coming in the room, I'd take my hat off. Yeah. You know? Sure. And I, <laughs> You'd open the carriage for her before the horse took her away. Put my sword on the ground, let him walk in the mud over it. You know, whatever. Your memories are based on anything but reality. <laughs> And, I love and, that it's like little women. But I was a good guy. I was a good dude. We get it. Yeah, we get it. Was there was dude. a nice man and, in here. But one day I was at a factory. Right? A, a factory? <laughs> yeah, I was at a factory. This is what happened. I love your stories. Are more, like rose on Golden Girls. I'll tell you how it all happened. What kind of factory? Down. I was at a factory. I forget what it was. But I was leaning on a rail. I was on the fourth floor. Mm-hmm. Leaning on the rail. And the rail was loose. And I fell like four stories. Whoa, I didn't know this. Did into you? A, a vat of horrible bitches. Oh! You're such a piece You're of shit. A You're a piece of shit. We're listening. I'm like, seriously, like, Rach, I didn't know this about our, our dear friend, Keith. And that's how I became a monster. Oh, my God. See? See? And I know, and we know people are going to listen to this. They're going to go, you guys are so mean to Keith. It's awful. It's racist. We're like, no. He's a bad person. <laughs> Keith, you also do something called songing a bitch. Will you explain oh what that God. is? Yeah, well, when you, uh, well, I've, I um, brought this to prominence in a, about 82, 1982. Okay, so you were what you do, 39. What you do, make a cassette tape full of slow jams. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's nice. Nice slow jams. Yeah. And you have a girl come over or whatever. Every time she comes over, you play that song for her. Every time, so the song is in her head. It's like hypnosis. <laughs> it stays in her head over and over again. And, and, and when you break up, oh my god! Every time she hears that song, she thinks of you. He he tried to song me. He songs me. <laughs> what, what's it was a Stevie Wonder song. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but I realized he I was being sung. I was Wait, like, are you, you songing me? Yeah, yeah, in his car. I put the, put the song on. All yep. I do is think about you. The deep and, and, manipulation. <laughs> I would fall for that. I got yeah. it. What is you try to do it like when you're psychopath. taking a girl like on a date where you have a playing there. Like if you're taking her out to like a like a really fancy dinner at Applebee's, will you have? Yeah, he <laughs> only brings women to Chili's and Applebee's, <laughs> and then makes them split the tab or pay or just straight up pay. <laughs> Special man. I think it's time for Bridget's pound it or pass. Do you want to pound it? Or do you want to pass? Pass. Do you want to pound it? Or do you want to pass? Pound it. Now, Bridget suggested this segment where we uh, talk about if we'd have sex with a person or or, or pass. Um, now, how, how are you going to work into women this? Women can't pound it. What do you mean? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You have so much to learn about the female body. Wait a minute. Body. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to imagine you. I don't, I don't believe you can. All right. Well, you haven't lived a good life then. Okay. <laughs> Now, uh, how about Keith? You you pick a pounded or pass. 
Oh, what's her name? Uh, Paula Patterson. Oh, Robin Thicke's Paula wife? Paula Yeah, no, no. Paula Pattinson? Pattinson, Paula yeah. Patton. Patton. Okay. Patton, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say pound it. She's pretty gorgeous, and I like how she uh, has moved on from, from the thick of it all. Yeah, I like that, too. I'm the same way. I think uh, she's a beautiful woman. She's uh, taking charge of her own life, and to me, that makes me rock hard. Let's go. Let's pound. Woo! I'm with you. Pound City. She's a strong, beautiful woman. Keith, stay away from her. <laughs> That's Keith, right. we yeah, know well, you're gonna you're gonna pound I'm it. I'm not gonna pound. I'm gonna gently just rub her hair. Ew. The, okay. Well, Keith's doing a motion with his hand right now that shows that he's never stroked a woman's hair. <laughs> it's become really clear to me. How would he song her? Oh yeah. What what song would you? How would you song Paula Ben? What I song Paula Ben with is um this song. It's like by enchantment. It's about enchantment? It's a song about a, a song from a group called Enchantment. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's a group <laughs> called Enchantment. <laughs> Although it's not her name, but it's a song called Gloria. My sweet Gloria. And that's what you would play her? Yeah. For wow. Paula. Anyway, but Paula? I put the, yeah, but she'll understand <laughs> Paula, how Paula, call is. the police. <laughs> <laughs> It's a two-part question. Like, your first kiss, right? Yeah. Like, now, the other part of this is like, I seen a program on TV on Me Too. It's like a Me Too and how the kids should act today and how the kids... That wasn't on TV. That was in court when oh. you were forced <laughs> to watch a video. Well, pretty much. Now, but here yeah. it is. Okay. Now, they had a scenario with the two teenage kids, yeah. like 16, mm-hmm. boy and a girl, 16 years old. And he asked the dude, do you want a kiss? He said, yeah. How are you going to get the kiss? Um, you ask her for the kiss. Ask the girl... If she wants to kiss. Yeah. And he asked her, well, do you want to kiss? And she said, yeah. Okay. And they said, he, that's the proper way of doing it. Sure. Is that the proper way of doing it? Okay. I see what you're getting at. And you're going to say, like, women don't like no, that. No. But when you're 16, yeah, ask. When you're 16, yeah. 16, ask. Both? Yeah, when yes. you're 16, you're not like, I want a man who's going to throw me against a wall. Like, 16, no. yes, ass. <laughs> no, when, you get, when you start dating later, no, then no, it's no. different. What? Because <laughs> I know you. I know you. And when, later in life, you look for the signals if a woman wants to kiss you. And if yeah. you're paying attention, they should be there, you know? I know no, you long. Wait, wait, I know what wait, you wish wait, wait. for. Listen, you want... Bridget didn't answer yet. Let Bridget answer. This, this, y'all too angry. I no, like we're you. not angry. Because I'm looking at Bridget. And, and Bridget wants, wants to get agrees with me. Don't let Amy influence you it. You stop projecting. As a 16-year-old. As a 16-year-old, you should definitely ask. Because you haven't developed the skills yet to, you know, to send clear signals and to let a man know what you want without, Yo, like... Wait a minute. Women are much more developed than men at 16. We know. All. all right? How do math figure in your head that because we're more developed, no, 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 our titties are asking so for You it? know what you want. I'm telling you, every time I ask to kiss a girl, they call me a cornball. Come on, Kev's got a ring in. How Kev. about you? Well, you know that I, I just err on the side that the answer's no all the time. I think Kev is one of those guys that like a woman has to truly throw herself at him for him to like acknowledge that there's yeah, that yeah. she might be interested. That's totally it. Yeah. yeah, he has really bad confidence, which I agree with. <laughs> <laughs> She's pointed that out a lot. Whoa. 
Kevin has truly low self-esteem, and it's right where it should be. In my <laughs> Enough about low self-esteem. Let's get somebody out here who deserves the highest of high self-esteem. Introducing Mr. Murray Hill. Hell yeah. Yeah, Murray. Murray. Thanks for the lukewarm intro. Appreciate that. Welcome. Bridget, why don't you introduce? Yeah, Murray's uh, one of my best buddies. He is an institution in New York, showbiz king, ran for mayor at one point, a lady killer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But just like somebody that um, somehow found out about me and I sang, I think. Somehow. I saw you on the street. Are you serious? You had a huge personality. Yeah. And I said, kid, you in the biz? You're like, yeah, I'm a singer. And I was like, your book, what are you doing Saturday night, 1030? That's oh right. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> no pay, drink tickets, you're in. That's great. But it truly like changed my life because like I was working with somebody who took me like eight years to break up with professionally who wasn't that supportive. And then like to go do the show. And where with is Mur- Oprah now? <laughs> <laughs> but Murray is just like so positive and supportive. And like I did like I, I went out and I sang the song Can Hole that I used to sing about my, you know, anal sex and stuff. And um, we'd like to hear a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Digital, what'd you do? Is that your finger where I poo? Can hole. That was my can hole. <laughs> Isn't it amazing though that like her that Bridget songs like really evoke emotion even when it's about like a finger in her butt? <laughs> I know you're right. It could be about the most unspeakable thing. And yet I'm weep. weeping. So um you guys go on the road together. What's the road like when uh Well there there was we were at, where were we in San Diego? That really fancy hotel was all Republicans. No judgments, oh. of course. This crackety old woman was eating an amazing popsicle and it it looked so good (laughs) and I didn't realize that she thought Bridget and I were lovers so I I just assumed you just assumed you went over as a human being I went over as like a kid that wants a goddamn popsicle (laughs) so I went up there and I was like oh oh my god it's so hot where'd you get that popsicle she went (laughs) just grunted and frowned I was like well we we, uh, did you get it around here over there Bridget was like, Murray, you don't have to have everybody like you. I mean, you don't have to have that fucking bitch at the pool like you. <laughs> oh, are you, I mean, other than wanting popsicles, are you someone who w- wants everybody to like them? Is this your first day in comedy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> really? I don't know. I guess there's a certain level of like, you want everybody to like you for, for, I guess probably for all of us. I feel yeah. like that. I don't. Yeah. Now, Keith is the opposite. Keith doesn't care that no one likes him. No, do you? <laughs> this is not, not realistic. Okay. Well, when did you true. realize that? Huh? When did you realize that? When I fell into the vat of horror. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I remember, though, like working at the Punchline San Francisco, and it was this one waitress was pretty rude to me. Or no, it was a bartender. She was just kind of cold. And I was like, was it a joke I said? Like, really, just what is it? And then I, I asked the booker, and she was like, no, she just had an abortion. And, uh, wow. and it just, it really reminded me like, hey, bitch, everything's not about you. And, yeah. Don't, yeah. and people are going through whatever they're going through, and it's not, yeah. it's not personal. Like, So are you saying that that 75-year-old crinkly woman at the pool with the popsicle had just had an abortion? <laughs> <laughs> I think we and know. then when I got the goddamn popsicle and I was like sucking it, I was like, oh my God, it's so good. And she yeah. just snarled at me. And then, <laughs> oh, you were still Bridget, trying to get in there. Yeah, Bridget was then said, 
Right, sit down. You should have put that popsicle right in Bridget's can hole <laughs> and really given her some. Well, it's one of those jumbo about. pops, so I yeah. wasn't quite ready for I that challenge. I do think that although she had clearly freshly aborted, I do think. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that it's true that it's not just that person's like, you know, perceived rejection, which often it is and sub judgment, but it's also like whatever pain or nonsense they've gone through. But I'm like you where like, uh, yeah, I want people to like me. And I remember being on like last comic standing and reading all the comments and being so devastated. And I remember this comic said to me like, I'm like, why can I read like all these nice things? And then the one like mean thing it could be mm-hmm. by the dumbest person you know right. and he like i'm like why is that the one i can't get out of my head and he's like because that's the one you believe and i'm like ah god i hope that's not that's so true but, yeah well i had this yeah. press press save about me in europe they're like this guy he's an obese transvestite who looks like a retired accountant Whoa. Okay. okay. All right. I was sharing that for a couple laughs. And I got dark. <laughs> no. Well, I the crew guy just felt bad for me. Well, I didn't feel bad for you. I just thought, like, you don't seem like you'd be good with numbers at all. Like, I don't. I really threw me for a loop. I'm not. I'm great with my hands. <laughs> They're so tiny, they didn't get in anywhere. I take yeah. it easy. Except, except your can hold. <laughs> this show has really just evolved. I've really uh, upped the uh, intellectual level. Yes, here. you have. Do you? Have you had a, an unrequited love, like, or an early one that shaped you? Well, uh, the, the viewers at home can't see this, but um, I have a lot of shape. Craig, don't look at me like that. And uh, <laughs> basically all the rejection in my life has... Keith. Keith? Who's Keith? Keith. That's amazing. Keith. I'll tell you, I'll go with Craig. I though. like you. I like Craig for Craig, you. Craig is you better than Craig. I'm trying to help, all right? I like that you said it so confidently, too, without a care in the world. Right. Hey, when you say you have a lot of shape to you, what do you, what do you mean? Well, what I was getting at is... My shape is because I've had unrequited love. Okay. I overeat to compensate for everything that's happened. So, oh, yeah. You know, my Same. true love is Swedish fish, and Ooh. I'm in love with pasta. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I have a long standing affair with pasta. <laughs> Sometimes the showgirls like me, and they, and they see me as. You know, a ladder, a career ladder. Okay, but they they <laughs> yeah, so, see so that, they you could, see that you me. could help them. Yeah, they see me and they're like, "There's a ladder," but what they don't know is that I'm a step stool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So th- th- I've had a lot of heartache, Amy. It's a yeah. It's, it's, what was it's like the first one you remember? Like what was one that had? Well, I, you know, I'm a little different than the other guys, Craig. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and I think for me, it was always uh, taboo to like the ladies. Okay. So my all my first crushes were babysitters, camp counselors, and teachers. Okay. Like full blown. But like, why them and not people your own age? Oh God, I never had it put like that. <laughs> I guess I do have some more issues to add to the fire. <laughs> well, I, I had the same thing. Yeah. Uh, babysitters. Teachers, I was always yeah. Little authority is exciting. I did that too. Like when I was in like eleven years old, I always wanted just like something older and and dangerous. I don't know why that is. Isn't that that's such that's so telling of like that older people they have so much power. I mean, I feel really blessed with how um, fucked up looking I was. That the the old like you know a teacher or whatever that I ever had like a crush on like 
you know, kept good boundaries and thank God. This one teacher I was so in love with. I was obsessed with her. I was like, walk by a certain room to see her and all all this stuff. And, uh, you know, (laughs) she, she wanted to see me after school one day. Ooh. (laughs) Hello. And I was like, oh my God. Can hold. (laughs) This doesn't go anywhere. Oh, okay. Well, good. (laughs) She gives me, this is like 1981 maybe Mm -hmm. or 79. So I meet her afterwards. I'm all like, oh, God, I'm like sweating. You know, anyway, I go to meet her after school and she gives me a book. And I was like, oh, and it was Adult Children of Alcoholics. <laughs> That's way. I was like, uh. but here's the thing. You weren't an adult yet. I just thought, you know, my dad fell asleep. I didn't know it was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Why is dad like, asleep uh, naked again uh, on the floor? Uh, my He's mom tired. fell asleep one eye at a time. Yeah. Just be <laughs> That's me now. <laughs> I do that all the time. I, like, I don't think my mother my uses and... Spotify, so I'll say this, but she, she always says to me, your father's not an alcoholic. He never fell down in front of you. <laughs> oh my God. That is the quote of the year. I love that. <laughs> so flash forward, I went into comedy. Yeah, right. Yeah, my dad used to apologize to me for missing volleyball games that he was at. <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't make it yesterday. Uh, you were there, Dad. Oh well, great game, sweetie. Great game. Showbiz, showbiz, showbiz. My mom still hasn't apologized for bobbing and weaving through traffic all those years. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's why you put it in the act. Oh it's my amazing. God. And yeah. sending me into the liquor store with her checkbook, just hoping the check didn't bounce. Oh God. Right. Federal crime. Checkbook at a liquor store is incredible. That oh, has yeah. to be the name of something. Some song you sing, please. Oh my god! I'll write that down. What did she say? Like, what was the rest of that scene like when she handed you the book? What happened? I, I mean, I was so ignorant about everything. Were you uh, happy? Did you feel like rejected that you thought you guys were gonna hook up, or like were you <laughs> expecting to see her cans? It's like, a rejection. Well, it's got to be a rejection. Because you, you know, see it as like such a thoughtful, but I mean, from yeah. a child's perspective, it's also someone yeah. showing they care. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's so you guys just brought up basically my love life. How did yeah. you see it? Though? Like, what did I you always feel? expect something's going to happen, and then it doesn't. Yeah. And then I get a self-help book, and then I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, at least they care about me. Do you think <laughs> you choose people that you really have a, a chance of actually loving? You know what I mean? Like, I think that some of the people I've chosen to date over the years, I wasn't actually at risk of ever loving them because... And that's what I did to set myself up so I couldn't be hurt. Do you think you choose people that you kind of know won't happen? Does that make sense? I seem to be attracted to people that um, serve me crumbs. And I'm looking for leftovers. You know what I'm saying? No, but I need to think about that for a second. I have a learning disability. Serve <laughs> so you crumbs and you look for leftovers. I get it. I love hard if, I, if, there, if, if, I, if there's a little spark. And it, and it could be that they're just going to give me an ACOA book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'll just all in, full blown. And then um, yeah. they're like, no, actually, I have a boyfriend. Yeah. Or I'm dating a baby dyke. Right. Um, but what about a person that you think, oh, I could actually see a real relationship with them? Do you stay away from that? I, I don't think I've been there yet. <laughs> no, okay. I've had some lovers. I've dated a lot of lead singers uh-huh. in bands, which is just not, <laughs> That's the, not, not, a, good not a good idea. Yeah. So here I am in my late 40s, Craig. And uh, I feel like this is the first time in my life where I, I'm going to actually choose a partner that I'd be interested yeah. in. I've just found myself in all these like dysfunctional, hot, sexy, crazy 
you know, relationships. Right. And I've been through it all. I've had the heartache and all that stuff. And now it's like I've come out the other side. And I'm like, oh, I can have a, have a choice. I can be yeah. in a relationship where it's it's cool. Right. You're like, you're open to like an actual partner that you like hanging out with. Yeah. Like all the, yeah. You know, I feel like that's the place I was in too, where I was like, I'm, I'm not down to clown anymore. <laughs> like if I'm open to a real partnership and like somebody I want to hang out with. And if you're going to be next to me and supporting me and I'll support you, cool. But if not, like get out of here. I'm, this is an age for like, acceptance and finding someone to really love and accept and not try and change you. Of course, there's compromise too, but... The fact that you said you want it is huge. I know, like, I do think declaring that you want and describing is important. And I remember when I was, like, going to quit my... wanting to quit my day job, but I had such fear about being, like, um, poor and being irresponsible because I was, like, such a fuck-up when I was younger. You weren't a fuck-up. You were a child. Can I just yeah, say that? No, okay. you're right. That's <laughs> you know, all hands. A child. But I was just going to say, somebody said to me, like, write down the number, like, the amount of money you want to make. And I'm like, oh, shut up. And I Rachel wrote down $6 an hour <laughs> and look at her. <laughs> I did that for the first time this year. I wrote down a list of goals. And, yeah. like, I wrote down, like, an outlandish amount of money. Which, yeah, but yeah. Oh, hello. Down, like, I like that. Confidence. <laughs> yes. Queen. Well, and one of the other things I wrote down also is to fall in love. I'm glad that I wrote those things down. Amy, you, you always you write down a list of goals. and My uh, psychologist a couple years ago was like, write down what you want in a partner and, like, what you want compromise on I think it does work though like because I did I thought when when my friend said that I'm like yeah shut up oh you but wrote it worked. Down. I did but I wrote it down and then I quit my job it worked oh, I love this inspiration it's inspirational <laughs> this, this is all this horse shit I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw you right down the elevator shaft and I can't wait Keith has a semi for anybody at home that's wondering this is really turning him on and that disgusts oh, yeah. me no no, uh, no. I mean, it's what works for you. Whatever works for you works for you. That's that's good enough. What are you open to right now, Keith, in terms of a relationship? What am I open to? I, I don't know. Right now, I don't know because I got you know I got a son and all that kind of stuff, and you know I, a daughter. I didn't know you had a daughter. Yes, I have a daughter. You you lie so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, How old is she? She's 31. Wow. I, I think we're all surprised by your surprise daughter. <laughs> when did you find out? Look, my, my Tracy, who's my son's mom, had a daughter. Okay. And I took her too. Okay. Okay. So I call her my daughter. Yeah. See how long it took for us to get to the truth? <laughs> this is the truth. I'm saying I have a daughter. But right now in terms of a relationship, do you have any interest in settling down with someone like can you could you see yourself with someone in the long run not right now okay because i just got a you know five-year relationship no i don't know that you, <laughs> you absolutely share nothing with us even though you're so one of my best friends so <laughs> But you didn't know you in the hospital. This woman was nowhere in nowhere. sight. Yes, she was. She was there all the time. The woman that I repeatedly asked you, are you dating her? And you said, nah, nah, we're not like that. So Keith, so <laughs> you're wild. No you're not in a relationship with her anymore. Keith had a stroke and we, we would visit him and, and, um, and there would just be a mysterious gaggle of women who just want, would remain unexplained, and he wouldn't even really introduce them to us. I mean, you know, Tracy was there, the people were there, but but really, we get no explanation ever. So this is something we've been tackling. We've been friends with Keith for between 10 and 15 years going around this table, maybe 20 for some of us. So it's going to take longer than one episode to find out yeah. what the hell's actually going on in Keith's <laughs> love life. Um, 
so I, I think I think we should um I think we should wrap this up and and each episode we're gonna talk about our highs and lows of the episode. The rose and the thorn. Yeah, rose and the thorn, as Bridget calls it, a rose and a thorn, which we like to do a lot on at the end of the day. Just like, what was your best? What was your rose for the day? What was your thorn? So, Keith, do you want to go first? I can guess what your thorn is. My thorn is Murray calling me Craig. <laughs> that was on the call sheet. That was you on the call sheet. Listed as Craig on the call sheet. Yeah. And Three what's your women, rose? One Craig. My rose is saying that I fell onto a vat of horrible bitches. Oh God, <laughs> that's my that's thorn. My thorn. <laughs> my thorn is a vat of horrible bitches. What's your rose? Uh, my rose is having special guest Mary Hill here yeah, today. Yeah, that was very special. <laughs> Come that on, that is that is my rose as well. And Rach, what's your thorn and rose? Um, my rose was the. Not the first time you called him Craig, but the second one. <laughs> <laughs> that meant a lot to me. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That, at that point, you knew very well that wasn't his name, yeah. and you were like, mm, we're going to no, keep I, calling I might yeah. not have picked it up until the fifth time. Uh, <laughs> I respect you know, that. It's very early for me. It's not even noon. And your thorn? Oh, God, my thorn. Uh... You know, when, when you were telling this story about that teacher, because it was my fa- also one of my favorite moments, but I'm also like, but she loved you. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, she I, did show you I, real tenderness. I get it. You wanted to come in that room and she would like, you know, loosen her bun and just you'd motorboat her or whatever, which I respect. <laughs> I respect your fantasy. You know, that wasn't exactly what you were after. You didn't want a clinical book. But, <laughs> but I was back nonetheless. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Stay strong. Talk soon. know that if you listen to three girls one keith on spotify free and premium you get the extra special extra hilarious extended cut of all our episodes so next time you have a burning desire for three girls one keith head over to spotify free or premium for the extra special version just a quick heads up that all future seasons of three girls one keith will be available only on spotify free and premium so might as well hit pause head over to spotify and follow three girls one keith Hey, 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 three girls, one Keith. Three Girls, One Keith is a Spotify original podcast. Our executive producers are me, Amy Schumer, and Kevin Kane. Our executive producers at Spotify are Natalie Tulla and Robin Hawkins, along with the team at Gilded Audio Design, Andrew Chug, Whitney Donaldson, and Dan Rosato. That's not a nice. You know, that was so peaceful oh, wow. sounding. That was really, <laughs> that was like really very satisfying. Rewarding. I'm hard. I'm hard. <laughs>